Welcome to The Cinema Show, where we bring you movie news, reviews, and insights right here on our podcast. I'm Dylan Martin, and on this episode, we're going to do things a little bit differently. This time around, it's a one-man band. It's a solo episode. Just me, nobody else. No Lori, no... Oh, wait, hold on, wait. Somebody's here. Yeah, so just just right over here. Okay. Yeah. Oh, hey, hey, Jackson. Oh, H- how you doing? I didn't. Uh, I didn't, hey, I didn't, uh, I didn't expect you to be here on this episode. Yeah, neither was I. Uh, I just got called and was like, "Hey, you have to be here." And so oh, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I. What are we even talking about? We today? we don't have to mention that part. You don't. We don't have to mention the text. That was that was in confidence. All right. That's coming well, out of your paycheck. Well, um, I'm I'm here now. So what the ah! are we talking about? Oh, whoa. Okay, swear jar. Um, we we. There you go. All Jeez. right. Wow, coming in hot, aren't we today? We are going to be talking about in the heights. Oh, good thing I just saw it. Oh, um, perfect. Do Do you mind if I drink my Coca Cola Zero Sugar? It's very refreshing. Is that the one that has zero calories? Yeah, zero calories and zero sugar. But still, all the great. Flavors. Coca-Cola taste that you expect. Yeah, it's fantastic. So do you mind? No, no, go ahead. Pop it open and uh, let's let's talk about this movie. Right. Why not? Uh... <laughs> I, I barely, right, let's get the show on the road. I barely heard that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> we unfortunately aren't sponsored by Coke, nor Coca-Cola Zero, or Coke Zero, whatever they... Uh, but I love their products. Uh, please sponsor me. <laughs> Uh, but don't sponsor those GOP senators. They're doing bad stuff. Oh, okay then. Sponsor me instead. Sponsor the show one day. Yeah, sponsor the show. We'll get Doritos, Coca-Cola. We'll we'll sell out. Hey, as long as we get to keep doing this. And also, you could find all these products at your local bodega. Speaking of which, In the Heights, directed by John M. Chu. Music by Lynn manuel Miranda. In Washington Heights, New York, the scent of warm coffee hangs in the air just outside the 181st Street subway stop, where a kaleidoscope of dreams rallies a vibrant and knit-tight community. At the intersection of it all is a likable and magnetic bodega owner who hopes, imagines, and sings about a better life. Again, this comes from Crazy Rich Asians director John M. Chu. Jackson, what did you think of Crazy Poor Latinos? <laughs> so, John M. Chu also uh, was the cinematographer and choreographer for this, as well as the director. Ooh. So, he's got a he's got his plate full. Yeah. And I went into this. I'm going to preface uh, with my expectations. Yeah, please do. I went into this. Uh, the year before last, when we, the first trailers had come out, I was like, oh, okay, cool. I mean, it... It's expected, right? We get Hamilton coming, and we get Into Heights. Uh, they're supposed to be the same year, actually, I think. Mm-hmm. Or the release year is supposed to be swapped or something. Yeah. I think Hamilton's supposed to come out this year, and in theaters, while In the Heights was supposed to come out last year, then COVID happened, things got switched around. Yeah. Disney needed uh, something for Disney+, Plus, and Hamilton was right there. It was ready to go. They filmed it five years prior, mm-hmm. so why not? Um, so... I'm actually kind of glad I got introduced to Lin-Manuel through Hamilton first and foremost. Hamilton, I'm not sure if you've seen it or not, but uh, Hamilton is, it's really good for what it is. 
Lin-Manuel, uh, his musicality and everything really shines through in both of these projects. But I, I don't know. Something about Hamilton, there's moments where I am in love with it. I think it's 10 out of 10. And then it's like, <clears throat> oh my God, you know? But that's just, uh, that's just theater, I think. It's, it's lovely. Yeah, let me, let me add in my expectations there too, since we're on the subject of Hamilton. So I've known about Hamilton and I've known about In the Heights in the theater community. I never heard the songs, never seen the productions or even read the script. But I do know Lin-Manuel from those productions and also, of course, his recent works with Disney. So I did see Hamilton just a couple days before watching In the Heights. And I got to tell you, (laughs) okay, now maybe it's the hype around it. I know Twitter was blowing up when Disney Plus dropped Hamilton on their streaming service. And I was going to watch it. You know, I wanted to be a part of the hashtag Hamilton but I just saw like maybe Hamill stands. <laughs> I just saw two hours and 40 minutes and I was like, I don't have enough night in my lifetime to watch it in one go. I had to watch it actually in two sittings. Wow. And yeah, I mean, I just I've been having a busy, busy week this past week. And I have to say, I'm sure they, this criticism has been made many, many, many of times, especially on the Internet. But it does feel like a substitute teacher trying to make history cool. And so he makes a whole song and dance and rap about it. It's really well done, though. That's the thing. It, it is. It is. I mean, the music's great. Um, I'm not a big fan of the talky, rappy thing about it. Honestly, the best part of that entire production to me is King George. Mm-hmm. And I wished... The entire, the whole entire production surrounding it match that. I just loved everything about that. His, his maybe it was the actor in that production, but the music was great. His whole attitude was great. I loved it. Yeah, Jonathan Groff got a uh, Emmy nom or Emmy a Tony, a Tony nomination. Yeah, well, deservedly <clears throat> so. I mean, I okay, Lin Manuel. Um, I was gonna talk <laughs> now, about him. Now you know what I mean. Yeah, he. He's not the best singer in his productions. No, he's probably, and this is not saying anything. I mean, who am I to talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda in that way? Obviously a creative person, very talented person. Extremely. I just think everyone around him just brings that production to a whole new level. Uh, Especially uh, who was opposite of him? Uh, Leslie Odom Jr.? Yes. Yes, he's great. I loved him in it. Uh, I liked Lin-Manuel. I, I don't know about the story, though. The story is very, very conflicting when it comes to the story of Hamilton. And the whole time, like, man, just keep it in your pants, Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> that, that entire show was like, wow, really? I, and I, maybe he did live li- that life. I'm sure he did. Maybe, you know, it was a crazy time back then. <laughs> Way <laughs> back then. Yeah, the 1700s. It was like a... It was the Wild West. <laughs> 1776. Um, I, yeah, so that's pretty much what I thought about Hamilton. And Lin-Manuel Miranda is... He's cool. I, I like him. I think the music in, in the Heights is 
great. Oh, so what were you, what were you thinking before you get into that? Yeah. What were you thinking going into this after seeing Hamilton? So what were your expectations for this? I was excited. I, I think I was excited even before watching Hamilton. I, I've been saying this since the trailer of In the Heights dropped. I've been saying that I'm more excited about In the Heights this year than I am of Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. Same. Yeah. So, and I think this movie met those expectations. I was completely blown away about this movie. Keep in mind, I knew nothing about the production going into it. I didn't hear any of the songs aside from whatever I heard in the trailers, but uh, it still wasn't much. Uh, to get a real feel of the movie. And just from the opening, I just fell in love with this movie. Uh, I didn't expect it. And I, I can't wait to talk more about this movie. I, I, I really enjoyed it. And it's probably one of the best movies I've seen in the year so far. So far. I have to completely agree with everything. Yeah. Um, so going into this, I, I had actually seen Hamilton for the first time when it dropped last year. Saw it on Independence Day. Mm. Um, How patriotic of you. Yeah, saw it with the family. Nice. And uh, I, I believe we all enjoyed it. Mm. Um, and I was just like, wow. I I knew about Hamilton, but I didn't know anything like about the music or anything. Uh, I had, I had no familiarity with it, just like you did. And um, I was like, wow, that was, I did not expect that. And uh, after seeing Hamilton, I, I was much more excited for In the Heights. Mm. I wasn't like over the moon or anything for this movie, but mm. over the past like five, three, four, five weeks or so, mm -hmm. uh, just the more I see the trailer before movies, I'm like, man, this looks really good. And the more I think about it, I'm just like, I am really excited for this movie. Uh, I was really giddy going into this. I, I could not wait. And yeah, my expectations, uh, I didn't know what to expect, but they were blown away. This is fantastic. This is why I love movies. John M. Chu does a great, great job in terms of shooting. You said he choreographed. Every, I, that's so crazy to me because I, there's so many set pieces here from... From the dancing to just the visuals, the way it's shot, I thought everything was just so great. I, I There's like three set pieces that stand out to me. There's a song that's in the pool. Yes. Uh, the community that's pool. 96,000. I, I love that. The opening is great. And mm -hmm. there's another one I'll, I'll get to when we talk about a certain character uh, towards the end. I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And I, I didn't expect that number. But, oh, my God, that added so much more. I'm just going to say whatever I have to say when we get to her. he or she, <laughs> uh, <laughs> them. Yeah, let's just talk about, I mean, what else did you think about uh, John M. Chu? Because, I mean, we could talk about either Lin-Manuel's songs or we can talk about John M. Chu. Well, let me let me talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda because though I'm not a fan of Hamilton's music per se. You're not a Hamilton? No, I'm sorry, I'm not. <laughs> I it's one of those things cuz from time to time, especially when auditions come up or, you know, when you're in a production in theater, you start listening to your favorite show tunes, you know, from Broadway shows. You know, I always go to Thoroughly Modern Millie sometimes. I listen to the music from Company. Hamilton, I I don't see myself going back to any of those songs aside from you'll be back again that's my favorite part of the whole show 
just wait because I was the exact same way. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I I liked it. I liked Hamilton, but I don't think I'm going to go back to I but I just kept listening to the King song over and over again, all yeah. three of his little I'm in, his, I'm his in little that, ditties. I'm in that phase, yeah. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I need to watch it again. And I watched it again. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I think I love this. And I was just like, you know, let me listen to the soundtrack, see how like it differs, because there's always going to be differences. Yeah. And I was like, a- after listening to it, I was like, I want to listen to this again. And <laughs> I just got caught up and it, it snuck up on me. I did not expect that uh, with Hamilton. And I feel like I'm going to be the same way with, with this soundtrack. Yeah, so this soundtrack here, I thought all the aspects I didn't like about Hamilton, I loved here in the Heights because I just feel like it fits so naturally. You know, it's a reflection of the culture here, which, by the way, I mean, look at this poster. I mean, that's just diversity being represented. We love to see it around here. And I thought this movie came at the perfect time. I love how the stars realigned for this situation where we got Hamilton first and then we got in the heights because i think the discussion keeps growing and growing about more cultural diversity inclusion representation and i feel like this movie just did it perfectly without even bringing up that topic yes it, it it's crazy to me that they made this in 2019 because it works so much better coming out this year like you said, the stars realigned for this thing. It's like exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. Movies are back and it's a conversation starter. Yeah, this felt like a great summer kickoff. It really did. I don't know if we're kind of like already past like the summer kickoff season. Like usually that's like for May. Maybe that could have been like a quiet place was like the kickoff, I guess. Maybe, but for me, it was quiet. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This one really came out with a bang. I mean, it's a musical. It's hard not to think about like productions like a West Side Story or movies like that. It's set in New York. You have Latino representation. So it's hard not to think of West Side Story. But yeah, I just felt like this was a perfect way to kick off movies. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I will find it a little bit... I'll call out Warner Brothers on this a little bit. There's like that whole, like at the beginning, where you have like Lin-Manuel and a bunch of other people saying, thank you so much for coming to the theater. It's like, aren't you releasing this on HBO Max like the same day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but anyways, uh, that's no one's fault except for Warner Brothers. But they have new owners, so it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, Lin-Manuel Miranda's music here is great. John M. True's direction here is great. I think it's a perfect marriage for an adaptation of In the Heights. Again, I don't know too much about it when it comes to the stage productions. So with that in mind, I'm going into this as pure as pure as can be when it comes to the film's adaptation. And it's great. I love it. I can't wait to talk about it some more, which let's do that with some of the characters here. We have leading the movie here is Anthony Ramos as Uznavi, which I was <laughs> cracking up laughing when they revealed why his name is the way it is. I thought it was so clever. <laughs> so, yeah, just great. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's in the uh, production script. But again, so it, it was funny. Great. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he was great. I've seen him before. Oh, my God. I think yes. he was in Lady Gaga. Uh, a star, star is born. born and he was also in uh, Hamilton that's right he was 
Hamilton's son, right? Mm-hmm. I think he got killed off as another character in the beginning of in the, the show. In the first act, yeah. Yeah, but obviously talented. You, he definitely comes from theater background. And talk about a great relationship he has with Lin-Manuel. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure he like, owes his career to Lin-Manuel. And it's great that they're both here. Yeah, but I thought he was great. I thought he carried the movie very well. I don't know who else they could have cast, honestly. Yeah, well, I mean, Lin-Manuel, I'm sure he would have wanted to <laughs> be in there. I'm, I'm glad he was just a Piriawa guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, which, I guess that's all I have to say about him. <laughs> uh, Lin-Manuel. <laughs> Did you stick around for the post-credit scene? There's not a post-credit scene. Yes, there is. Don't yes, tell me. Yes, there is. Don't, oh, wait. I'm not. Oh, dang it. Now I want to know. Okay. Just fast forward to the end of HBO Max. <sighs> now let's get HBO Max now. <laughs> hey, you know what's clever about HBO Max though, which I wish uh, other streaming services would do, is I thought I still had it right, so I'm on HBO Max and it you're on it. It's like you're browsing all the titles and everything, and it isn't up until you actually press play on a certain title is when they're like, "Oh, you need to re up wow. your account." I'm like, "Oh, like that's clever, like you letting them browse all the titles and then like, oh wait, you haven't paid yet." <laughs> So That's I wish, clever. yeah, I wish Netflix and Disney Plus would. I mean, who browses through Disney Plus? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> honestly, anyways, yeah, Anthony Ramos. I thought he brought it all: singing, dancing, the range of emotions, everything. He he's great, and I can't wait to see what he does more in future films and just in theater. Especially seeing him in Hamilton, he was great in that too. Yeah, you're stealing the words right out of my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> And co, well, not co-starring, well, another lead in this movie. It's like an ensemble, really. It really is. Much like Hamilton. Yeah, Usnavi's, I mean, like like Hamilton. Usnavi here is like really leading the movie here, but it, it's really an ensemble piece. And I love how the movie, the movie really showcases your ensemble. I feel mm-hmm. like, aside from one character, I will say, I felt like everyone had a time to shine. Everyone had a song. Everyone had plenty of screen time and i love that usually when you walk out of a movie you're like oh i loved these characters but i wish i would have seen more of this certain person right and, yeah. and it's a really rare occasion when everyone gets that spotlight and aside from one character I, I just wanted to see a little bit more from that person but we'll get to that person later i thought melissa barrera was great as vanessa mm-hmm. is this her first like film ever i have no idea i think that is because I haven't seen her anywhere, and if this is her first like debut on screen, what a debut. She's she, great. Uh, oh my god, yeah. This is her first movie, I believe. Well, no, she's been in other things, but this is like her big break. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, talk about a big break. I can't wait to see what she she's does. She's going to be future. in Scream uh, next year. Oh, the wow. Scream reboot. Yeah, I feel like this movie definitely is going to be the movie to say, oh... This movie like skyrocketed so and so's career. Yeah, I I think that's like the main three, four. Yeah, the, they're gonna be huge stars. Yeah, what did you think of Melissa Barrera? She was great. I loved her performance. Uh, I liked her character. Azure didn't really like her so much. Couldn't stand her. Uh oh. But I didn't mind her. I will say a very quick, I guess not a nitpick. It's a, I think it's a solid criticism. I feel like the relationship or maybe the chemistry between these two. Yes, that that's what I was thinking. Was 
lacking a little bit. I mean, there's one scene where I like the beginning scene where she comes into the bodega and it's that whole setup of, hey, ask her out, ask her out. I thought mm-hmm. that was great. I think there's a part in the movie. I think they're both in the same apartment and they just have a they're in the kitchen and they're just ha- trying to have a conversation. And instead of that, it, it's just awkward laughter. Most of it's yeah. coming from Anthony Ramos. I don't know. I don't know. To me, though, he's got no game. I guess so. Maybe that was it. But then it, it didn't sit right with me. I agree. I feel like the relationship was just a bit underdeveloped. Maybe like another like just another scene where they just share a couple of lines because uh, whenever. Well, I uh, think the scene in the kitchen was supposed to be that scene. <laughs> I think that I was the so, scene yeah. to grow instead it was a uh, just awkward laughter and hey I... champagne and hey you're gonna get in trouble i don't know it just really it, it was a a weird awkward moment for me which i wish they would have u- utilized that little moment to build up that chemistry because everything mm-hmm. before and after was great i just thought See, that was i feel like the uh what happened during the blackout um mm. um i feel like that was a bit undeserved i don't like whenever they started, mm, do we get into spoilers already? Um, no, we we can come back to that. We can come back. Okay. To that. Yeah. So yeah, I I just wish their relationship was a little bit more developed. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Leslie Grace as Nina, another person who I thought I've seen her before, but I did some research and I couldn't find her anything, which is weird. Maybe she reminds me of another actress, but I thought she was great too. This one, I think her song kind of hit me the hardest. And I think a lot of people in that demographic right now or anyone in the future or past that have been in this moment in their life would feel the same way. And uh, without giving too much, she's at a crossroads with her pursuing her collegiate career. And I felt that her song, I think it's her introduction song, actually, Right off the bat, or maybe it was her second one. I'm not sure. But anyways, she's talking about home and her being conflicted with staying or pursuing college further. I think for those that did go to college, I think you'll feel for her in that Mm -hmm. moment. And I did. I was like, oh, dang. Like, I didn't think about it like that. And it's deep stuff. There's a lot of topics in this movie that they tackle. Yeah, this this movie's a Trojan horse. You don't really expect <laughs> that it it bring to bring up such topics, and uh, I'm I'm glad they do. Uh, if there's a movie or a story to bring up these subjects, it's this one. Yeah, no, yeah. and it's so cleverly disguised because going into it, you would I never would have thought. Yeah, and I thought she was great. I think aside from Usnavi, she's the most developed out of the ensemble. I think she goes through a whirlwind of arcs. I don't think there's like a clear cut arc. I think she has a beautiful journey and uh, I think it ends well too. I think a lot of these characters end well aside from one. I think this is the one I was talking about here. Yeah. So it's Corey Hawkins as Benny. I thought he was the one that had the least amount of time to shine. I think he needed his own song. Yeah. And usually. All his songs that were, well, no, I mean, you're going based off the play. But yeah, I feel like he did need a song to himself. I think there was like that one moment in his introduction where he's at his workplace. Mm -hmm. But that was more of like a 
moment and not like a full-fledged song. Right. Uh, he's always a part of an ensemble song or a duet, especially with Nina in this movie. I thought he's great, though. Uh, he he should look familiar because he was in Kong Skull Island. Who was he? He was. I mean, he's one of the crews. I don't know. He's. <laughs> I don't remember him. Yeah. Dang. Well, I mean, you're not supposed to know or remember most of the character actors in yeah, Kong true. Skull Island. But yeah, I, I thought what he was given, he was great. I know he has theater background experience, so and it, it does does show. I mean, he could sing, he could dance. I wish he had more time, and. I think towards the end, you kind of don't know where he ends up. (laughs) It's kind of sad for him. Everyone else kind of has like a nice bow at the end. Yeah. And then you're scratching your head like, hey, what about Benny? What (laughs) what happened to him? Because he kind of got... Just kind of thrown by the wayside. Yeah. Not thrown. But he just kind of just got left ashore, left to drift. Yeah. Left to drift. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about... Oh, yes. Uh, One of my surprises here, I thought he was great... Uh, Gregory Diaz the fourth as Sonny. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I don't know much about the play here, but I liked his character and the topic that he brings up. He's a dreamer, and what they do with his character is so great. I thought it was very touching. Uh, it plays a huge part in the plot as well, a certain pl- plot element. Mm-hmm. I-, I thought it was just great. I-, I think it's something we don't really see a lot being touched on in media at all especially from his perspective and it was very endearing to see and i hope a lot of people watch this movie and kind of get a bit of perspective on Mm -hmm. his lifestyle and uh who he is and his background it it was just a beautiful story for him and i again i hope all these people that are involved with this movie do great things yeah um going off of his character not enough pieces of media nowadays are really talking about uh, dreamers. Yeah. Whether that be uh, just outside of the news, it's not really talked about. But it's such a a huge thing. Mm-hmm. It's a major talking point, and it's not really treated. It's just kind of forgotten about. Um, and I'm glad that there's a whole character dedicated to the dreamers. Yeah. And uh, it's very moving. I'm just happy for that to be in a movie like this. In such a big movie like this. A celebration of the culture. Yeah, really is. And let's talk about a little trio here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of the funniest parts, I thought, uh, every time we saw these they three. They were great. Uh, specifically, uh, Daphne Rubin Vega as Daniela. She is the owner of a beauty salon there in the barrio. I thought she was great. I loved her. Again, like characters you don't expect to just love. And here they are shining through. And then especially towards the end uh, when, you know, she's saying her goodbyes and <laughs> she's kind of mad because nobody's out there like giving her <laughs> her proper goodbye and she makes a whole yeah. song and dance about it. Again, love it. I, I Again, everyone has time to shine in this movie. And I did not think they were going to get their own number. And, 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 they look, and look what happened. Yeah, And then also the number in the beauty salon was great too oh my god the the nails on the counters yeah <laughs> that was that was great it was like tab dancing uh, yeah i just love how again john m chu just utilizes his settings he uh, his direction behind this it's so big so bold so colorful mm-hmm. and with everything with every musical number it just builds and there's it's always 
it's so big, but it never feels like even the beauty parlor song that didn't feel like a, a small moment at all. It easily could have just been like a throwaway song. Um, but it, they made the most of it. They made the most of everything. And the scene that I keep coming back to is that pool, 96,000. Yeah. That one just, it, it just keeps building and building and building. And it, it you just like, it, it's, it's beautiful. I, I love movies. <laughs> yeah. He, it, oh my gosh. It, made it me, really just captures the magic of movies. It made me love movies even more you know like when we're bogged down in sequels and spinoffs and all that here comes a movie like in the heights to say no like you, there's still great things to enjoy you love movies and we're gonna show you why yeah it, it was just so great to see that opening number just a huge crowd of just artists on the street dancing i can't imagine what this crew uh was going through uh during the pandemic because they had just come off of this production and then this big celebration of the culture. There's so many extras. There's so many people in this movie. And then just isolation in New York. And then this movie finally comes out. I don't think... I I wonder how well... Uh, if people would even be talking about that um, aspect of the movie were it not for the pandemic. Yeah, it's a shame that we're not going to... Well, I, I guess time will tell, but... I just wonder how big this movie would have opened before a pandemic, you know, if the pandemic had never hit. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's not going to open as big as it should have, like as it deserves to. I feel like this movie benefited from the pandemic in a weird way. Mm, Okay. Uh, Again, like you said in the beginning, the stars realigned for this one. Yeah. And it... The circumstances could not have been better for literally every aspect of this movie. (laughs) You're seeing 100 people on the streets of New York dancing. Great choreography. It's just so big, bold, and beautiful. I love movies. (laughs) Yeah, well, let's talk about the last round of uh, characters here. Uh, We talked about Lin-Manuel Miranda. I liked him in here. I think he was utilized very well. Yep. And I love his little uh, rivalry with another vendor <laughs> i thought that was great uh and then also rounding out the cast here is jimmy smith he plays yeah. kevin nina's father i can't get enough of jimmy smith i don't know he just he's just a very magnetic actor i didn't recognize him at first and then it took when i saw his name in the credits i was like oh shit that was him <laughs> that, that's jimmy smith yeah and it just immediately clicked i was like oh my god wow he was great. I loved his character. Yeah, he was great. Just a hardworking father doing so much for his daughter. And mm-hmm. I love when movies give you these type of relationships and it could be within the family or, you know, a spouse. But uh, just when you can give the audience conflicting views that you yourself have a hard time citing. Not even like from the beginning, like you just say, oh, I'm here uh, on this side, but even throughout the movie where you change sides, because I found myself doing that too. You sympathize with both aspects of the argument. And yeah. uh, during the dinner scene, mm-hmm. that scene could have been very just kind of cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, but the things that are brought up and the acting, the performances between uh, Nina and Kevin, Mr. Smith, uh, <laughs> was, was great. I, they played that scene perfectly. Yeah. Did you notice... Uh, Whenever he was on the phone, when he was on hold with the school, did you notice what the hold song was? Mm-mm. Da 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 
da da da da da. Oh, I, yeah, I can't wait to rewatch this movie now and yeah, catch stuff like that, but just to experience the whole movie again. Mm-hmm. There's one experience I will never duplicate, and it's very rare that I get these type of experiences. I know like one that always stands out to me in my personal theater experiences is like Parasite. Yes. There's a moment in this movie where it just gives me goosebumps and just had me smiling and teary-eyed all in one go. And that was with Olga Meredes as Abuelita. Holy mother, she steals the entire movie for me. Talk mm-hmm. about a Hail Mary. We're like almost at the fourth quarter here of the movie. And she just comes out of nowhere. From the beginning of the movie, she steals your heart. She's Abuela. You automatically relate to that. Who doesn't love Grandma, right? Exactly. And then, oh, man, her number is just the best moment of the entire movie for me. It was just so beautiful. I I love her. And actually, I didn't know this, but she's the only member in the cast for the film that came from the original production of In the Heights, which she played. No way! She played Abuelita. So she's the only one that came back from the original stage production cast and played the same role. And I wouldn't have it any other way. From the beginning, she is just so sweet, so kind. Uh, she pretty much adopts the entire the entire neighborhood. And just like the thought of a Latina elderly woman having the chance to just showcase her craft in this type of movie is just that in itself is just great. Great to During see. her number. I thought, like, if this were handled by, like, any other person or studio, this role would have gone to uh, a Rita Moreno Mm -hmm. uh, type. Like, oh, just cast a a famous old Hispanic woman in that role. But they just cast a no-name, as far as I'm concerned. Sorry. Um, But um, it... She the role she she fits the role perfectly. I I wouldn't have had... And like you said, any other person just would have done a disservice to to this character. She... She's exactly what this role needs, mm-hmm. and she's perfect for this role. I, I love her song, her moment. Ah, uh, uh. yeah. Well, let's let's end it off there with the non-spoiler discussion, and let's just rate it. So now it's time to rate this movie, and to do that, we head to the box office. How we give our ratings on a movie here on the Cinema Show is by determining its ticket value from one dollar to ten. By the quarter. It's what we do around here. Jackson, if you went up to the ticket master himself at the box office, how much would you pay to see this movie? I would not mind paying $10 to see this movie again. I love this movie. I love I love movies in general. And this magic is real. And this movies like this make it happen. I'm right there with you. I mean, maybe flaws might pop up when I rewatch it and maybe years down the road, but right now I'm still gushing over this movie. This movie, if I were to just describe it for myself in one word, it would be goosebumps. I got goosebumps many of times in this movie. I even got choked up in this movie a couple times, uh, specifically with Apalita, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about more later. But yeah, I'm right there with you. I'll give it a 10, a nice crisp, solid 10. I, I just, uh, we can talk about like maybe the story isn't that special, you know. It's 
Uh, I wouldn't say that things are predictable, but it's it's nothing new. But I mean, all the greatest stories have been told already. And just the execution behind it, the music behind it, and just the visuals, everything just came together so well. And I'm excited for the cast, Lin-Manuel Miranda, and of course, John M. Chu. I think everyone, it was a perfect marriage for this type of movie. It really was. Uh, John M. Chu was the perfect choice after seeing Crazy Rich Asians. Like, for him to direct a, a movie musical, couldn't have picked a better person. Yeah. I can't wait to see what he d- does next. I can't wait to see what Lin-Manuel Miranda's next Broadway project, Sans mm. Disney, is. Because it's only been this and Hamilton. And yep. right now he's caught up in the whole Disney circle. They're eating him alive right now. Um, but once he gets uh, finished with Disney, or maybe he'll make a, a new production for Disney. Who knows? I'm just ready to see another Lin-Manuel Miranda original musical. And it's just crazy uh, how Warner Brothers snagged this movie. Yeah, I'm surprised that they got this and not Disney. But you know what? This movie, I guarantee you, would have went straight to Disney+. Plus. Unfortunately. I think it would have. So at least it's, we get to see well, it in Well, maybe theaters. not. Cruella got premiere access, so maybe this one would have too. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. No, no, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. All right. Well, that's our non-spoiler discussion, so you might want to step out now if you haven't watched the movie. Which, if you haven't, what are you waiting for? Yeah. We love this movie. We can't recommend it enough. Stop what you're doing. Stop this podcast. <laughs> go watch it, and then come back and listen to the rest. Yeah, before you do, download it. Just download it. Why not? It, yeah. It doesn't hurt. You Just, know, if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can maybe rate us five stars. or something. Yeah, do a little, I don't, I don't little review. You, you never know. You never know. It helps the show. But we'll we'll talk about that more later at the end of the show. You've been warned. Spoilers ahead. Come aboard the the Usnavi. Ah, <laughs> yes. All aboard Usnavi. Jackson, <sighs> Abuelita, she... Okay, there's a moment in she her... She stole my heart. In her song, there was a moment where it was silence. And I was like, oh my God, I'm about to burst out crying and everyone in the theater is going to hear me. <laughs> I had to hold that thing in like a bad cough. I mean, oh my god! <laughs> oh man, it was like the funniest thing. Uh, again, a funny theater experience I'll never forget. Because uh, you kind of have a sense of where the song's gonna go. You kind of have that feeling, like, oh, like she's going, isn't she? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. she's, and and just it, it's so great to see her get all that character development through her solo song and just the way everything is choreographed staged most of her life story is told in the subway and i thought mm-hmm. that was just beautiful like from her being a, a little girl to uh people on the subway like just how they treat her and how they treat, treated her even as she grows old you know what i mean yeah. like just seeing america through an immigrant's eyes in New York City was just beautiful to see. And just her acting, her singing. Her performance was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just great. And you, you know what? I thought it was a nice little touch too because she's always about har- working hard, right? My, I think what got me, like what, <laughs> what had the sniffles and the ugly cry, <laughs> like submerging, I had to just fight back and like stay down there don't come out (laughs) you could cry in the car um (laughs) it's the end of her song and it's when she has to walk into the light 
Literally, that's mm-hmm. what happens, yeah. right? And instead of choosing... She walks upstairs into the light. Instead of the ramp. Yes. She could have easily used the ramp and she chose the harder Take way. The stairs. Take the stairs. And I was like, oh, like that's so beautiful. Like even to the her last breath, she wanted to be that strong woman that her mother raised her to be. And from a personal experience, like that's... She represents my grandmother through and through, and mm-hmm. I, I couldn't I, help. Uh, I I definitely saw a bit of uh, my mom's mom. Yeah. Through, in in her. Yeah. So it, it just it just hits so much harder when you throw that aspect uh, of our lives in there. And it's so great that she would get a moment like this because you know, like if there's an old person in a in a movie, it's like, oh, hey, grandpa, but they're they're just kind of a side character. They're not really given much. Yeah. And it looked like that's what was gonna happen. Mm. Uh, she's like, she's just there. She's cute. Uh, she's she's grandma, abuelita. You know. Yeah. But her number just completely changes the script, and it it's such a to me, it's my standout moment. Well, like I will say. And I'm not sure how it is in other cultures or anything like that, but I will say in Mexican or even in Hispanic cultures, uh, like Puerto Rican, what have you, usually when there's gatherings or any type of family event, anytime the oldest mother figure is around or enters the room, it's natural for our culture, our community to kind of make her be the center of attention kind of everyone mm-hmm. gravitates towards abuelita and again i don't know how it is with other cultures but it, it was so nice for that to happen i mean she adopted the whole community so there's so much love for her and for her to not only of course have her her go away in the way she did but to have that song just showcase who she truly was and it shows another side of the community that, again, it's not really touched upon. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. The, the first generation. Yeah. Yeah. And she wins the lottery. <laughs> she she had the winning ticket this entire time. I knew it. As <laughs> soon as, like, as soon as they're like, we don't know. I, and he's like, no, seriously, I don't know. I was like, it was Abuelita. No. I, I immediately saw through that. I was like, oh, I see what you're doing. You're going to make <laughs> us forget about it. Like, oh, okay, no one knows. And then, yep. Ah, and <laughs> for it to, for that to come up after she passes away, too. Yeah. And then also um, for that money to go to Sunny. Yes. I love that. I, I love how, again, everything all ties up neatly. I mean, besides Benny. But <laughs> <laughs> to know that he's going to fight. For his life. As long as it takes. As long as it takes, and they have the money for it now. In this type of movie, you you would like to think that he does get his citizenship. And I think the movie kind of... Um, it's a very hopeful. Yeah, it sets up for that nicely in that hopeful message. So, oh, uh, did you, by the way, did you know that Usnavi was not really at the beach the entire time? I did not, but as soon as I saw the crab, I was like... Wait a second. Both in the beginning and whenever it pops up again at the ending, yeah. I was like, "Wait a second. And for that to for him to have been in the bodega the whole time, I thought that was great. Yeah. Um, Azure uh, brought this up after the movie. She she said, "Uh, imagine that on stage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, whenever he's on the beach, it would be that backdrop. Um, the whole time, whenever we cut back to the beach, right? 
And at the end, whenever it's revealed that like, oh, wait, you painted this. That uh, would have been such a great moment. Like, oh, my God, we've been here the whole time. Yeah, I, I didn't see it coming either. I wish they would have saved the reveal of the daughter until the end. Yeah. I think halfway through the movie, he was she was like, Daddy. And I was like, oh. And I was like, whoa. And I always oh, thought, I was okay. like, they do look similar. Like, they look a lot alike. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that's a sister or what. But, uh, yeah, they ha- they looked a lot alike. And, yeah, I wish they would have just revealed, saved that reveal for the end, too. Like, hey, that one of the girls was his daughter. How cute. Like, it, it, they could have saved that reveal for, like, go ask your mother. Yeah. Oh, what do you think of that one scene between Nina and Benny oh, on the side of the Oh my god. Beautiful, right? Like yes. again, and it evoked back to a West Side story like you brought up. Maria is sung whenever he's in the or he's looking up at Maria in the the side of the apartment mm-hmm. and she's on those stairs. Is it Tony? And yeah. Yeah. And uh I, I that imagery I, with everything going on and being in New York as well, that romantic scene immediately brought back memories of West Side Story. And I thought that was a great homage, if accidental or on purpose. That scene was so beautiful. And the way it ends when they both just slide down and it it was lovely. Again, they're utilizing what they have, you know, like that could have just been a simple on the fire exit. And that's yeah, it. Yeah. But here, I mean, again, John M. Chu, I, I don't know whose decision was it to for them to dance all over the side of the building. But again, it, it was just a, a testament to the direction and how creative the process was. Uh, again, I just loved it. Loved What everything. did you think of the little flares that they were doing at the beginning of 96,000? The little animations in Benny's hands? I thought it was cool. I thought it was neat, but you'd never see it again for the rest of the, let alone the scene and the movie itself. See, um, I, it was a neat little flair. I liked it, but uh, it it's just never really brought up again. Well, I think it was just in different ways. Like there's one where you have Melissa Barrera's character, Vanessa. She's running through the through the streets and you see fabrics. That's right. Coming yeah, down. It, the fabrics were right before this, and the, then the little drawings for 96,000. Yeah. And then you don't really get any magical realism until the end on the side of the building. Yeah, so I, I think... And I love the elements of magical realism. Yeah. I, I, that was It was great. Yeah, I think the animation style uh, in the beginning of that number... I, I thought it was great for that little moment in the movie, because it doesn't even show up throughout that song you know just Mm -mm. at the beginning and i'm okay with that because maybe you would have in that way thinking you would like well we have to utilize it throughout the entire movie and yeah true yeah so i'm okay with them choosing when and when they don't want to do animations uh i thought it was perfect the way they handled everything they weren't handcuffed to one certain style right yeah no they weren't (laughs) they really weren't they they just took inspiration from all avenues, and I really appreciate that. Oh, the blow-up, the argument after the blackout, which the blackout, <laughs> uh, you forget about the blackout. It's like they bring it up, but well, then they're, they're building everything up to hap- it. Uh-huh. I thought somebody was going to get shot. <laughs> <laughs> the way everything just played out and then the blackout happens, I'm like, oh, crap, that's right. 
and, and that was great. It felt natural, mm-hmm. um, especially with everything going on in that scene right before. But going back to what I was saying earlier, I don't feel like the argument was earned. They just kind of get mad at each other. They get he they get pissed at each other. And it's like, where is all of this emotion coming from? I guess <laughs> yeah. it's all the pent up emotion that they're not sharing with each other. I guess that could be the argument. But to me, it felt like they were unreasonably upset with each other. First thing she says is, you abandoned me, which like, no, he did not. It, it was a blackout. <laughs> yeah. He couldn't he, find you. He, it was dark. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I guess you could also say like he went to go get shots and she didn't want some. That part. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I will side with Vanessa on this one. Yeah. I, I am on her side because he does say some things. I'm like, and she reacts accordingly. Like, <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I Like, was he jealous? Like, she's not even yours to begin with. Like, you're. You're not at that stage yet. Like you're mm-hmm. just you're on a you're on your first date, <laughs> right? Yeah, and obviously everyone knows Vanessa at that certain club, and mm-hmm. hey, he's out of his element. Hispanics, Latinos, uh, whatever you <laughs> want to call us, uh, we like to dance. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> if some people know you at the club, don't take it too much at heart. It just means she's a really good dancer. Okay, all right, Usnavi, <laughs> just. Take it easy. Take it easy. You got to play the game, man. Yeah. So, like you said, flaws are probably going to come out more yeah. as I rewatch this movie, uh, which I'm going to a lot. Yeah. I can rewatch this forever. This is probably going to sneak up on my all time favorites list. I'm already predicting it. Yeah. Hey, and we're not, we're barely halfway through the year. Oh my God. And yeah. you know, a lot of the good movies don't come out until the end of the year because of Oscar. Which season. is crazy because we have this year's movies that didn't get pushed back competing with last year's movies that got pushed back. Yeah. So we're getting so many great movies this year. Yeah, we definitely are. Sorry you, for interrupting. You derailed me. Sorry, sorry. Get back um, on. Like the A train that passes through in the Heights. Yes. Or um, in the Heights. So l- let me, let me catch heights. on here. Yes. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> That's so crazy. You weren't even supposed to be here today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's crazy. It's just crazy how you just showed up in person, by the way. Wait, for those hold that... up. Oh, shit, hold up. Um, wait, 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 wait. Huh? Hold up. Give me a sec, Dylan. Yeah? It, my... I, they're saying my time's up. Oh, yeah. That's my our time's that, up. That's our producer. Yeah. What? I was barely here for an hour. Sorry. Yeah, we hired him. He's new. Um, you dragged me all the way across town, and then I'm only here for an hour? Correction. You actually drove over 100 miles to get here. But How long was I out? <laughs> hey, I don't know. How you, that's one hell of an Uber, let me tell you that. But that's our producer. And Where's my phone? That means you got to go, Where are my man. pants? Put, put them back on. and I don't have them. I, they're dragging me out. Dylan, I, I, bye. Wait, bring him back in here. He has to plug in his stuff because he didn't do it last time. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, my time got cut short last time. Glad to know that you're not possessed by a demon anymore. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I, I don't. Would you be able to know if you were possessed by a demon? I don't know. I don't know how that even works. I'm going to go. Go to a doctor. I've I've got to do a lot of I've I've got some rearranging to do in my life right now. That my I don't know where my pants are. 
I drove a hundred miles apparently. Well, keep us up to date, and by that uh, I mean, do. Uh, yeah. When? How can you keep us up to date on your adventures? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jackson underscore DML. Oh, Jesus Christ! I I just ended that. <laughs> Well, we finally got rid of Jackson here, and it's just me again, all alone. And now I will perform a monologue from Shakespeare. Dylan! Dylan! I have a great idea! We're gonna write a musical about the cinema show. It's Laurie, everybody! Wow, I didn't I didn't expect you to be here. I, I just got rid of Jackson, uh, but... Oh my... Oh my god, I'm sorry. Are you doing a show right now? I was attempting to do a show. Uh, it was going to be a one-man show. Uh, and then Jackson came around. Uh, we got him kicked out. The producer dragged him out. And But you're here. That's great. I'm here. I'm here. And I have it. I have it. I've already started working on it. Musicals are so hot right now. I'm going to write a cinema show original musical. All right? I already have the first song all worked out. Okay. I mean... Do you want to give us a little taste? or yes. you, Okay, go for it, by all means. Absolutely, yes. <clears throat> Let the cinema show entertain you on Spotify and all the other platforms. I know, it still needs work. We're going to add that in there, but yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. Like, I wanted you. I, yeah, because I was like, but you know, it's a work in progress. Okay, yeah, you know what, next time... We'll do something. We'll we'll do a little duet. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I like it. Yes. Yeah. I like Woo! it. Woo! All right. Good. All right. Good. So you're in. Yeah. I'm totally in. You know, if you know, this world needs a lot more musicals with uh, Latino and Latina representation. You know, it really does. It really does. I actually live my life thinking in musical all the time. I'll be daydreaming, looking at life going on, and I can see how it goes into a song and dance. And I actually feel like that's like the way life should be led in a musical i've always felt that way i think you need to see a doctor <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i am also off my medication <laughs> love it love it <laughs> yeah. and speaking of uh all that me and jackson just got finished talking about in the heights but i would love to hear what you thought about the movie <laughs> uh, I, oh, this one got me moving okay well a question for you two questions mm -hmm. actually one your experience or maybe history with lin-manuel miranda is hamilton of course <laughs> uh everybody knows him from hamilton i have to be honest that's you know predominantly what i know i saw him in mary poppin returns yeah but other than that yeah that's my experience with him i know he's done a few other things but really it's just been hamilton and now i've seen this are you a fan of hamilton i actually am a fan of hamilton okay. although i i do see people's points i understand all the criticisms of it you know they say that he really wrote a musical that he would have only been cast in that role if he had <laughs> written the musical you know I, I get all of those little things he writes a lot those parts that are more rapping uh for musical uh actors who maybe aren't as prevalent in the in the range category as far as their vocals yeah i appreciate that though i appreciate it and I dig it. I like the diversity of it. I like that he made musicals more accessible and I love the diversity he's putting out there with it. 
And Hamilton, I loved. I mean, some of the most classic songs are coming out of there. We saw how big of a hit it was. Uh, I loved it. I know that it, there was mixed reviews whenever Disney released it during the pandemic, but I went crazy. I was one of the ones that went nuts. I thought it was a smart move on Disney's end. I thought it was a really smart move. Uh, it really got it out there more so than ever. And then a scene in the Heights. I did not see it in theaters. I did see it on HBO Max because I have it. Yeah. And it's just more reasonable for me being, you know, having the kids. Uh, but yeah, it didn't keep, I will tell you, the two and a half hours, it did not keep my kids in the room the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were in and out. I feel like if we were in the theater, it would have kept them because... You know, we would have been in the theater. Yeah. But as far as at home, now, mind you, there's some things that I can put on that keep them. For example, the other day I was sitting there and I put Hot Rod on with <laughs> Andy Sandberg. Yeah. And my kids didn't leave the room. <laughs> they thought it was genius. Musicals are a hard sell nowadays. Musicals are a hard sell. And I think part of the reason why I'm going to tell you, it definitely catered to me. It definitely catered. I loved hearing all the Spanish songs. I loved, you know, all the backstories. I loved how much of it I connected to. How many of the characters reminded me of, you know, people I grew up with and, and of myself and just the neighborhood and family and those old traditions and coming from, you know, uh, immigrants coming into this country. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I dug it and I love, I love how he has created this musical for, for, uh, you know, Latin people. And, and I know even that has gotten controversy. I've been starting to read some stuff about that. Yes. And yeah. I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring that up, but I mean, I'm all for it if you want my opinion I on am it. totally <laughs> for it. I am totally, I love talking about controversy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's been a lot of controversy because it says if you go to Washington Heights now that they're, uh, they didn't represent all of the cultures there, you know, especially, you know, some of the more uh, Cuban, you know, Dominican Republic. Um, I did see in the musical, as I'm sure you did, them, they, they did talk about a lot of those ethnicities, but I think they're talking more about uh, physical representation and actual actors playing the roles and things like that. So I have no attachment to the musical at all. Okay. I haven't heard any of the music, aside from the trailers to the movie, and I've never read the script. So I had I went in this movie not knowing anything about the story or any of that. And so, yeah, I've been reading a lot about uh, the criticisms, the controversy, and also, like, uh, a character, a certain character played by Jimmy Smits, how he is uh, a very anti-black character in the script, in the stage play. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's not prevalent in this movie at all. And I think for good reason. I mean, uh, Jimmy Smits, the actor, is just great in everything he does. Uh, I know he's in uh, small roles here and there, but anything he's given, he just takes it and makes it his own and I thought he was very charming in this movie and yeah. maybe to paste on a whole anti-black thing on him I think it would have hurt the character I talked to Jackson about this but his relationship with his daughter who went to Stanford I believe and is very conflicted on whether she wants to go back or stay back home uh, throughout the entire movie, I kept switching sides as to who I was rooting for. You know, am I going to root for the hardworking father who's trying to put his daughter 
through college or am I going to root for her, the one that's been going through some rough times up there in college and just feels like she needs to go back home. And I think maybe adding that anti-black element to that character uh, would have just, uh, I, maybe I wouldn't have had that struggle throughout the movie. And I like when relationships do that, you know, like we saw it in a marriage story where yeah, you're always conflicted as who you're rooting for. I was going through that as well in this movie and I enjoyed it. I, I like that element in their relationship. I, I hated how they detracted from the stage play because I think that the way the character was written for the stage play mm -hmm. and the father being quote unquote anti-black, mm -hmm. I think that that added something to his character that I think it gave a perspective within a story. Say we're sitting there and we're writing a true story, right? Yeah. Say we're going to sit there and we're going to write, you know, the Jackie Robinson story. Okay. But we're going to put it out there and we're going to cast some people in these roles. And in actual life, they were racist and closed-minded. That's going to be really awkward to put out there. So let's go ahead and just make the... Let's not address the racy thing. And let's just not make it like what it is. I think that... And we would never do that, right? Why wouldn't we do that? Because it's a true story. Yeah. Right? That's why we wouldn't do that. Because... To ignore the problem, to ignore something that was there, and to ignore something that is dealt with, to ignore a problem that's there is, is not the solution to that problem. I felt that by addressing it in the stage play, they drew attention to something that is very real in the world, that is very real with first-generation cultures coming over here. I think that it's a problem that a lot of people can relate with and they've dealt with being of a, I have personally, being a Hispanic, being a, a, a Latina, and I was the first one in my family to date anywhere outside my own race. And it wasn't an anti-black, it was just an anti our own race. Mm. Um, and I feel like they put this whole narrative on it, spinning it that it was anti-black when it wasn't. The, do you think this puppy would have been okay with his daughter marrying this nice white guy? He wouldn't have liked that either. It wasn't anything like that. It was what a lot of those first generation, my father was like that. It's something that me and my father argue with our whole lives mm -hmm. because I just didn't have that mindset. And it wasn't, and it's one of those things just because they don't understand they come from a different time and they're stubborn doesn't mean that it's not a chance to show them and to see, no, I'm going to be different though. And I'm going to show you that it can be okay. And I think that's an important process. I feel like that's an important character development that needs to happen. When we start, when we start putting on rose-colored glasses on everything and we're like, we're going to put this out, it's going to be happy-go-lucky and there's not going to be any problems. I don't dig that. I don't like that. I like the multi-layered problems. I like the multi-layered issues. I like when something is in there for everybody to relate to and I like it when it's more real. So I was very upset that they did that because I felt like it could have been a good storyline to to address a problem and say, hey, this is a problem. This is something a lot of kids are dealing with and this is how they get through it. Instead of saying, this doesn't happen. I think there was just so much in the movie that, I mean, what I've read is that they've cut not only uh, those type of elements in the story, but also songs as well. And I know they rearranged yeah. some things. It's crazy mm -hmm. how I found all this out between you and Jackson, uh, barely missing each other it's so weird how time works but <laughs> i know um, i know Cra crazy but all the criticisms you have 
uh, everything you just said right now, I was just thinking of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy how like Hamilton kind of glosses over a lot of things in that musical and they and the band-aid they use is it's okay because we're hiring diverse actors and actresses to portray these characters. Uh, and it's a thing I didn't think about until you brought it up because I feel like In the Heights is more of a fantasy it's a musical, mm-hmm. whereas Hamilton is deeply rooted in historical facts and figures. And yeah. I, I think here it was just too much. And I don't know, maybe they were just trying to um, and not shy away from it. But maybe the vibe was like, hey, we want to make a summer musical that's hopeful and happy. And we just want people to go back to the theater and have a good time, even though this was shot before the pandemic. But I will say I love this movie. Uh, I, I had no idea yeah. about the, again, like the things that were taken out of the movie when it translated from the stage. So I went in just in all of this movie. Uh, I, I already gave my rating. I'll give it to you right now. It, it's a 10. I fell in yep. love with this movie and I watched it in theaters. And I highly recommend everyone to watch it in theaters. To me, it felt like a great kickoff to the summer. And I, it's one of my favorites, if not my favorite movie of the year so far. I know we haven't even gotten to Oscar season yet, so we'll see what comes out of that. But for sure, I love this movie. I love the characters in this movie. I think especially our four main players, the ensemble here, had a lot of time to shine. I would say maybe the uh, the Benny character maybe had the least yeah. amount to do. But uh, the other three, Leslie Grace, Melissa Barrera, Anthony Ramos, I think they're all great. And I can't wait to see what they do, mm-hmm. now, especially for Anthony Ramos. I know he was in A Star is Born. I remember he was in that movie. A uh, very minor role, but it's great to see his relationship with Lin-Manuel Miranda because uh, he was also in Hamilton. So it's, yeah. it, And it's so great to see him play the role that Lin-Manuel Miranda played. For in the Heights, originally when it came out on Broadway, uh, as Usnavi, it, very poetic. It really is. I loved it. I loved it. I loved Lin Manuel playing uh, <laughs> the Piragua <laughs> Man. The Piragua Man, and I loved it. I for the after credit. Oh my gosh, I love that so, so much. So I need to go back because Jackson told me there was an after credit scene, and yeah. So don't tell me what it is. I need to go back wow. and uh, go, I'm going to the theater to watch it again for sure. Not sure when, but I, I just want to. Mm-hmm. And I will say like criticisms, my criticisms coming from just knowing the movie and nothing else outside of it. I will say the relationship between Usnavi and Vanessa, our two main characters here, uh, could have been developed a little bit better. Uh, I think there was mm-hmm. that there's one scene when they're in Abuelita's apartment that it, it was just awkward and that to me they're trying to sell it off as flirting and to me it was it really did nothing especially when the scene I think the scene after they go to the club and he gets jealous out of nowhere because she's a really good dancer <laughs> I just hate yeah. that when when the guy for no reason gets mad at a girl who he's not even in a full committed relationship with they're on their first date and he messed it up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's insecurity. I mean, Anthony Ramos is a handsome fella. Got nothing to be insecure about, man. I'm going to call it out. Go for Anthony it. Anthony Ramos and Melissa Barrera did not have chemistry. Yeah, I, I can see that. Period. And that was the problem. It wasn't the parts 
because I saw the parts. I've seen actors who've had better chemistry in it. Mm. Those two actors did not have chemistry. See, and I thought the opening number of In the Heights where she does enter the bodega and the two guys are egging him on like, hey, come on, like, get her number, get her number. You mean the scene when they're supposed to be the least connected <laughs> and it's supposed to be awkward? That scene worked because they don't have a connection. <laughs> That's why that scene worked. Yeah, it's not. It's really hard not to mess that up. It's like, yeah, yeah. So maybe they, that scene or that whole relationship could have just uh, been fine-tuned a little bit better. But I will say, Abuelita. Abuelita and her song. <gasps> okay, Lori. So like, she, she was in the movie, you know, she was doing her part. Actually, I just found out, uh, found out about this too. She's the only actress to come back from the original stage production and come back for her role. She was the original wow. Abuelita when it first came out on stage and she came back to reprise her role. And I wouldn't have it any other way. There's very few times where you have those theater experiences. I, I know one for me, I said this before, uh, it was Parasite where the movie just turns and it's when... Abuelita gets her own song number and I was just smiling ear to ear and also building up the tears. Let me tell you, at the end of that song, there's a silent moment and I was holding in this ugly cry. Oh, <laughs> I, I know. I was so scared to let out anything because people around me would hear just how ugly how I cry. It got me. It was sold. I know the only thing that's holding me back from saying that I hope she gets an Oscar nomination is aside from that number, she's not in it enough for me. I think there's yeah. other supporting characters that are female that are in it longer than she is. But man, talk about a hell Mary at the end, like towards the end, she just comes out of nowhere with that number. And I just fell in love with her even more. Amazing. And and you know what? I loved it. I loved how so many of the songs just they really just grabbed at the, the heartstrings of our culture. And that was that to have the Abuelita song yeah. like for her to have that. Oh, my gosh. I was just like, yes, that's such an important figure in our culture and our families. Yeah, they're everything. They're the most honored and revered members of our family. I was telling you that know? I was telling that exact thing to Jackson. I was like, I don't know how it is with other cultures or other communities, but it's always in our type of culture, the Latino culture, where Abuelita the, or the oldest uh, woman of the family, when she enters the room, everyone just her, their energy just surrounds her. And we always want to yes. cater and make her the most welcome because she's Abuelita. She is the closest thing to a living saint that we know. She was the first immigrant to come over and she's she was a dreamer before dreamers that are today. You know, she was yeah. she had a dream herself. And I love how just everything. John M. Chu, who directed this movie, he just did it masterfully. I mean, he's coming from Crazy Rich Asian, so obviously he knows how to handle an ensemble. But the way he yes. he handled Abuelita here and that whole just the way they were telling the story of her life in that subway train and how she grew up and how she is now to the ending. The ending got me because she it's literally she's walking into the light, right? Yeah. And there's two ways to go up. She could either take the ramp the easy way or 
walk up the stairs and she chooses the stairs like that to me visually was beautiful like even to her last yeah. breath she chose the hard way she wanted to work hard and and that's that's how I you know people call it stubborn but that's just our culture that's how my grandma is in the best way yeah you know it's something to just admire and I just wish I wished Abuelita was in this movie a lot more before that song yeah same yeah same uh and but you know what i think on the stage she must it must be more powerful it must be more palpable because you know i was imagining her number though and however beautiful it was and i did think it was gorgeous on film mm -hmm. i you know what i kept thinking i kept thinking about how gorgeous that must have been on stage mm. Yeah, I because I get when I, they because they kind of like walking down the street, but on stage they would have had to keep that thing moving. They would have had to keep so many things happening to show the flashbacks of her life. And I couldn't help. And you don't think that usually you'll see something on stage saying, oh, my gosh, I bet you bet you this would be cool in a movie. Mm. I was watching a movie thinking, oh, my gosh, I bet you this would be really cool on stage. See, I think so many things translated well. I mean, again, I can only imagine how it looked on stage. Uh, I just think everything was handled beautifully. I one yeah. of my favorite scenes was the the community pool scene, the song <gasps> uh, of the uh, 96,000 I think that's the one yeah I thought it was shot the lottery how much the lottery was. yeah I, I I love that dance number I loved everything about it just uh, just the way it was shot choreographed everything about it again I uh, have to just compliment John M. Chu on here too because even the opening number just gets you I don't know maybe it was the pandemic yes. or what but scene actual people on a street all dancing and singing together for the big opening number to a musical in the theater yeah. just it, it was just great to see in a big screen again uh it i don't know it just made me love musicals again you know it's i feel like we've been so disconnected from it for a while and it felt like a real true coming back to form with it and i i yeah. and i do hope we get more musicals just in general you know i hope we do get more adaptations from stage to screen same no i've always enjoyed them ever since they started doing them like the original star is born you know mm. back in the 19 because uh, the original wasn't judy garland that was back in the 1930s i believe the original star is born yes 20s or 30s and i'm just saying like and and so so many of these things it started off with broadway and they were making these big musical films you know mgm that's all it was was musicals i love i love how we you know give birth to these musicals and we and we see them on the big screen i've always loved adaptations and can i just say the, the one of the most beautiful thing was the colors yes all of the colors that were represented um i'm going to tell you another one one of my favorite numbers that i thought was genius was when they're in the hair salon that i'm like that is up there with beauty school dropout for me <laughs> oh wow that is how much I loved it because a lot. If you would have done that wrong, that would have been like, oh, it's like a Latin beauty school drama. No, no, no. That is up there with me. I love it. Everything from how the head, the mannequin heads <laughs> the mannequins, are moving. Yeah, yeah, and they're reacting to everything. Tell me something I don't know. And I was just like, it's so good. It's so good. And then Daphne, Daphne playing the role of the main uh, salon owner. Oh my gosh, Vega, and she. 
you know, as soon as I saw her, I knew who she was. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and her voice is so undeniable. I mean, and you know, so many things about this reminded me of Rent, which which is what we know her from. You mm-hmm. know, she was the original Mimi on Rent. And it was heartbreaking, you know, that they did so many interviews with her when they brought Rent to the big screen. And she was heartbroken that they cast Rosario Dawson in the role that she had originated because she really wanted to to do that role on Broadway. And there was only, I believe, two of them that stayed on in their original roles uh, to bring them. Well, I'm glad she they brought the her film. on for this one because... Yes! Not, and I was just like, oh my gosh, she was so good! Not only the salon song, but also the one towards the end where she's saying her final goodbyes yeah. and nobody's there and she's like, oh no, 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 we're going we're gonna to have a party. And yeah. that one was so great too. I, I that was a great send off for her, her character, and just her in general. She's great. I, I loved her. I want to bring up one small thing real quick. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Did you enjoy the cameo from Mark Anthony? <laughs> oh gosh! Hey, the drunk illegal father. Man, that divorce hit him hard, huh? <laughs> I love it because no no words. He's like, is that your first one of the day? And he just looks at him with his mouth hanging open. Like, no. <laughs> I was like, man, J-Lo messed you up, man. <laughs> exactly. How, did he, how do you pay him in cash? You ever wonder why? Hey, he was great, though. No, he was. I, he was. I never took him for an actor. Has he done anything, like, in acting? I'm not too familiar with his work. Dylan! I don't, I don't. You're going to say something. I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. Yes. He was nominated for a bunch of stuff. You don't remember the movie he did with Jennifer Lopez about that singer uh, that they called La Voz? Uh, he was a singer uh, from uh, Panama, I think. And he was This must like, have been uh, like Earth. El, no, it was El Cantante. Uh, this must have he, been like, he, he, what, mid to late 2000s? Yes, but he did the biopic and... It was nominated oh, wow. for stuff. He he did amazing in that movie. I gotta Him check it out and then. Jennifer Lopez. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna send you the link. I mean, yes, obviously, he's an actor. I know J Lo as an actress, and I know Mark Anthony as a great musician. I just, yeah, I, I, this completely went over me. Yeah, I forget who the artist was, but he was known as La Voz, and he was. Um, it was like they, they did the biopic. They've been trying to make it for the longest time, but it was when they were still married. Yeah. So it was a while ago, but magnificent. I thought uh, he got a lot, a lot of good um, feedback. Oh, from okay. That, yeah. yeah. I, I never, I don't know why. I mean, during that time I was in my preteen years, so I didn't care about Mark <laughs> Anthony. You're going to love it. <laughs> and it's a biopic and it, it is messed up. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm so game so for good. it then. Yeah. But it was a surprise to me. I laughed. Bucci. Yes. <laughs> J-Lo played his wife and her name was Bucci. <laughs> uh, it would. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I. it was a surprise to me. I didn't uh, I didn't think they would even. I, I, it's just something I didn't think they would do. Just a random cameo from Mark Anthony. It was great. Yeah. And it actually meant something. It wasn't one of those like cynical cameos. It was. It actually drove the story. It was great. It did. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Can we talk about the kid? Oh, Sonny? Yes. Yeah, Gregory Diaz the Fourth plays him. Yeah. I, I love him. He's great. That kid is amazing. Yes. I loved him. I felt for him. It was perfection. 
yeah. perfection. That kid was perfection. So, Lori, you are so you're familiar with the stage production of this. Yes. Okay. So, I have a question. So, is the whole dreamers aspect was that part of the original script? Yeah. Okay. Great. Because I, I love that whole like again like a bunch of hell marys at the end because a lot of things don't really kick in until like maybe the third act. Uh, well, no, maybe like the at the end of the second act, like you don't even find out about Sonny's status, his status. Yeah. In the country until late in the game. And I just love how spoilers the lottery goes to him fighting that. And it, it's great. I know. And I love how the movie kind of ends like like you don't really know whether he's going to win that battle battle or not. But it's very hopeful to where you you want to believe that he did, you know, that he did get a citizenship. You know, yeah. and I think that right there to me is like the most important message to drive home, you know, in, in a movie like this. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, all around, I'd have to say just a great movie. Yeah. A great apt- adaptation. And however much I wish that they had kept, you know, some of the more controversial storylines. Yeah. But you know me, I like I like the grit. I like the dirty. I like the stuff that makes people like, oh. <gasps> You know, I'm just like, ooh, okay, yeah, that's real. I feel that. I get that. But, you know, I, I know what they were doing by choosing to keep certain things out as well. Because we are going through a very difficult time in society right now. Yeah. And I would, if you love the movie, this is the what I can say about it. If you love the movie, find a stage production of this. Go and see the musical live. Uh, and you'll love the stage production. Because uh, they are both just... Uh, amazing productions and just an amazing story all around yeah yeah and i would highly encourage for people to watch this movie because at the box office and that's not saying much right now but it came in second on its debut weekend and it was beat out by a quiet place 2 which is on their third weekend and that's very disappointing to see that a movie like this is not getting the recognition it should be getting in the box office. And I know it's, it's a tough time right now with the pandemic and theaters not in the best shape, but uh, I just, I'm rooting for this movie, uh, not only for just musicals, but for the culture, you know, uh, this, this is going to show people, Hollywood, especially on their last legs saying that we want more things like this, you know, representation Absolutely. is important. And it's what we want. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, it really harks back a couple of years ago. It's so funny because on my, my Facebook feed today, it came up uh, John Leguizamo's acceptance speech from 2018 mm. uh, for uh, his original Broadway one-man show. Um, uh, gosh, uh, what was it called? Latin History for, Dem- for Morons? Yeah. Uh, Latin History for Morons. And he won the Tony Award back in 2018. And I was watching his acceptance award. And he was just talking about how much how, you know, in Broadway, he came there, he came to theater because he noticed he went out into the acting world and the parts weren't being written for him. His stories weren't being told. So he said he realized that he had to write his own stories. And then they he said, well, who's going to let me perform my own stories? And then there was Broadway with open arms. And he said Broadway gave him a platform to make these one-man shows to raise awareness in the theater of Latin 
roots and, and, and diversity and bringing more Latin American stories in, into, um, into prevalence. And he was there in the forefront. And he said the only reason he was able to get there is because he stood on the shoulders of great people and great men who came before him. And he said he just like he hoped within the next few years, they would stand on his shoulders. Other Latin American artists would come and stand on his shoulders to put out more content. And it's so funny that that showed up on my Facebook feed today because immediately I thought of In the Heights and I thought of Lin-Manuel and I thought about how now, yes, it, it is becoming more prevalent and more stories are being told. And, you know, he mentioned in his acceptance speech, you know, as far as cultures that are represented out there and the Latin American community is one of the least represented demographics that's being represented right now in theater and in in the entertainment world and movies uh, across the board and that you know we just really need to start making our own art and, and putting it out there if they're not going to make it for us then we have to make it to put out there yeah amen to that I mean th that's why theater will never die I mean, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's always stories to tell. I feel like we, we're not even scratching the surface, especially when it comes to minorities and different cultures. And it's, yeah, it's beautiful. And paving the way for like other like things that are coming out. Dear Evan Hansen, mm -hmm. you know, is coming out in theaters pretty soon. Another musical that's being adapted. And it also deals with being different and, and kids and bullying and, feeling isolated and alone and a lot of psychological anxiety issues that kids nowadays are dealing with, which is another thing, you know, that is not being represented as much. And so it, it, it's so heartwarming to see something paving the way and, you know, go out there, support them, you know, and, you know, support the ones coming up. Yeah. Now, Lori, it's time to rate this movie and how we do it. For those Ooh. who don't know, we head to the box office. We're heading to the box office and... How we give the rating here on the cinema show is by determining its ticket value from one dollar to ten by the quarter. Lori, how much would you pay to see in the Heights? I would pay forty dollars to see it because not only would I pay ten for me, but I would pay ten <laughs> for all of my half Latin children. So that way they can know <laughs> where their roots come from and learn a history lesson on top of seeing a good musical. Wepa! Arriba, arriba. Well, I think this is a first that all three of us on the cinema show give a whopping 10. 10s straight across the board. Wow, look at that. We can all finally come together and agree on something. Yay! <laughs> Love it. In the hype. <laughs> all right. Well, that's going to do it for us here. This is our 21st episode of the cinema show. Oh, it's old enough to drink. Our episode is old enough to drink for free. Well, I don't know. <laughs> no, I like I that. Know. Yeah, keep working on Thank it. Thank you. Uh, I just wish I could stop copying other songs. <laughs> you know, I wish I could come up with something original because everything that I seem to come up with, it's just they're like, you know, the other day I was like, hey, now that's a cinema show. <laughs> it talks about movies. Go, hey. And then everyone was like, no, Lori, that's just Smash Mouth. I'm like, no, it's damn it. <laughs> this is hard. This is hard. Lori, by the time we put out an actual musical, we're going to have lawsuits up the wazoo. <laughs> <laughs> we're all going to look at you. Lori, didn't <laughs> we look where you were standing and you're gone? <laughs> <laughs> Lori, why is Disney yeah. knocking on our door? <laughs> what? <laughs> 
hi ho, hi ho, <laughs> the cinema show we go. <laughs> That's what it was. Maybe. <laughs> That's what it was. We should have stopped her at that was. at that point. <laughs> Darn it. Well. That's going to be it for us here. Jackson already said his goodbyes before a producer could drag him out. But we have, we have, we respect, we respect women here at the cinema show. So we're not going to have you drug out of here. Drug? Hello. Uh, we're not going to have you dragged out of here. Uh, uh, but first, I want to thank. Not this time, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> First, I want to thank our listeners for tuning in and the continued support. Actually, I have to give a shout out, very quick shout out to eric is a cousin of mine he came up to me and said you owe me a dollar for not watching thunder force because on another episode i had i think it was just me and jackson but i did proclaim i would literally pay every person who doesn't watch thunder force on netflix starring melissa mccarthy and octavia spencer I would pay them a dollar if they came and told me i listened to the show and you owe me a dollar because i will not be watching thunder force and so I owe him a dollar. And thanks for listening. <laughs> okay, okay. I wish I would have been on that show because sometimes I think that the guys can be a little too hard on female comedians and female comedy. So uh, you know what? We're gonna have to have a we're gonna have to have a, a discussion coming up pretty soon. <laughs> okay. I think a good old a good old he said, she said, they said. I like that. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. But did you watch Thunder Force? I haven't yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm a mother. I can't be wasting my time. Like that. Oh, whoa, hey, hold on. <laughs> Lori hates women. Uh, <laughs> no, I just hate Thunder Force. <laughs> I need to. Yes, I need to. So that way you could go give your little rant because I already I did my rant. I, I'm done. I put that. Also, Barb goes to Del Mar. I need to watch that. Oh yeah, yeah, watch that too, because I was very disappointed in that movie because I was looking forward to it. All I will say is Austin Powers. That's all I'm gonna say. So ooh, okay, and not in the best of ways. Oh darn it! Yeah. Sorry. Okay, I thought in a good way. <laughs> no, and I love all three Austin Powers movies. I yeah. I just feel like this. Just watch it, and you'll know what I mean. I will. The cinema show is now available on multiple platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Be sure to follow, download, or subscribe, and if possible, leave a review on all our episodes. It helps the show grow. And let us know what you think about what we talked about on this episode by giving us your questions, comments, and or feedback on all our social media platforms. That will be Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinema Show Live. Let us know what your favorite song was in the movie or your favorite character. Why not? If you don't say Abuelita, I'm going to judge you. And uh, we'll be sure to highlight those comments on our next episode. Just don't forget to use the hashtag Cinema Show Live. Or maybe you just want a shout out. Either way, you're all part of the panel as much as we are. Lori, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter on Lori underscore Guajardo. And here's Lori telling you that I might be an old piece of gum, but I still got some flavor. So put me in your mouth. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, like, talk about us. Like, like, include us in your conversation is what I mean. Like, talk about the cinema show. 
Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you can follow me on my personal Twitter at DylanMM5. That's right, D-Y-L-A-N-M-M-5. This is The Cinema Show. Remember, all films are subjective, and it's all about perspective. Have a great day and a better tomorrow. <laughs>